Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. All right, my show, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, has hit 1 million podcast downloads because of you. This is huge. That means we're in the top 5% of all podcasts among listeners. I want to thank you for listening to the show and supporting what we do. Iron sharpens iron. On this show, we dive into the most pressing news of our time. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Providing insightful commentary and a heavy dose of fact-based truth. We cover criminal justice, politics, social justice, policy, and how racism affects us all. Find Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed to our show so you don't miss an episode and don't forget to rate us with five stars. Now that we've reached 1 million podcast downloads, let's get our show to number one in the podcast charts. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon, and scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris.
Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is a special episode of the podcast presented by Smartwool. And we are going to talk today about something that I guess came to mind because, you know, Smartwool produces all these amazing pieces of clothing that make you warm and keep you dry. And most of my experiences camping with fish have kept me neither warm nor dry. So I'm hoping that Megan and Jonathan and I can come up with some, come up with some, maybe, maybe it's more like when we needed smart wool the most, but um, anyway, Megan and Jonathan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, So, and we thank Smart Wolf for being a sponsor. They're rolling out this new Grateful Deadline. With if you listen to the podcast, you've heard the ads, but um, check them out. Check out smartwolf.com and they you can see their new Grateful Deadline. All right, so let's let's kick it off. So I was thinking we could talk about our favorite fish camping experiences, and I only have a couple, and they're memorable in in various ways. Um, Megan, are you? Are you a big camping person or or were you a big camping person? Because I know you had dreadlocks, so I just kind of assumed that you liked <laughs> camping also. Dreadlocks means sleeping outside or yeah. wherever, right? That's how you exactly. get dreadlocks in the first place. I grew up in Michigan, so I grew up spending a lot of time in the woods. You know, that's where we would drink and hang out. And if I wanted to like sleep over with my boyfriend, I had to say I was going camping. So we would just go camping all the time. So I spent a lot of time camping in high school and then a lot of time camping following the Grateful Dead. And then also a little bit of camping following fish. Some memorable times for sure. But I like camping now. Now I wouldn't camp to see a show though. I'm too high maintenance. Oh, I so relate to that. My idea of roughing it nowadays is when the waffle bar isn't working. Actually, my idea of roughing it is a Bullshit. hotel that has a waffle bar. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I used to, definitely. And I don't think I've ever admitted this on the podcast. And mercifully, there's very little photographic evidence. But I once had dreadlocks, and they were terrible. Oh, my God. Um, I don't think I yes. knew that. Yeah. I didn't maybe. know that either. It's not a thing wow. we address very frequently. Wow. Well, look at that. But, we're, um, we're breaking news here. But I used to just <laughs> sleep wherever um, on dead tour and fish, going to fish shows. I definitely camped a number of times, some more successfully than others. <laughs> That's yeah, how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. And Jonathan, yeah. we've we've camped next to each other at um, Delfest, at least. That's true. We've we've um, done that. That's God. I forgot about that. And which yes, of you were like more high maintenance? Like, do you one of you have better gear, or like who's the like more experienced camper? One of us didn't have any kids or spouse or other worries. True. Mm. That mm. wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was so, wild. And I think that like when you're camping next to my family, the the day starts pretty early. I can tell <laughs> you that the very next year. An Airbnb was in order. <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs> so, um, I so I I feel like the first time I camped at a fish show was for the first summer summer shows that I saw, which were like Alpine and Deer Creek and that and Tinley Park. Um, and I think it was, I mean, it was great, great fun. And I think the last time I camped for a fish show was Coventry, which was like, you know, it ended up being a parking lot instead of a field because of the the rain. Um, and it was three days of madness, but you know, I gotta say like when I left there, we were sad because fish was like 
over and it was a weird weekend, but we were like camped in this parking lot area with, I don't know, like 15 people who were all great friends. And I, I, th- I still think that the best part of that whole experience was like spending those few days with a bunch of friends. Cause I lived in Florida at the time working on a campaign. So like, I didn't, you know, we got like reunited with a bunch of people. And that was like the highlight of that insane weekend for me. It was like actually, actually camping. Um, when Jonathan, you camped at big Cypress. I did. I mean, that um, sounds awesome. I think that was, yeah. I mean, you know, it was either that or bring an RV or just flop in the back of your car. But I had a future wife. She was not my wife yet. Um, and a child on hand. And uh, we drove down to Florida, camped at Disney World and went to Disney World. And then we went to Big Cypress and camped there. And I think that other than the life-changing experience that was the Porta Johns and life-changing for my wife in that she will, she then said, I won't go to any more of these festivals. That is, um, <laughs> that was like the nail in the coffin. <laughs> that was it. Uh, other than that, which wasn't even my personal experience, although it has impacted me personally. Um, I think that would probably be among the best. Like, you know, we, we set up camp in the middle of the night, and, but we did it fine. We slept with a three-year-old in a tent and like uh, cooked our food and all of that stuff it, it, without too much trouble. Um, similarly, I would say that uh, had a very successful, maybe was it the next one I went to, was It. And uh, and no kids that time. Uh, but that went quite well too. And uh, there's not a lot of photographic evidence of those days either because we had real cameras um, or didn't, as the case may be. But there's one picture of me sitting and cooking food on my little stove and yeah, successful camping. And I, I love it. And that isn't the ultimate challenge there is like the part where it gets to be the dark of night and you're still up because you're at a fish thing and uh and now you got to stay stay warm because the chills come on hard particularly in Maine not so much in south florida but yeah i don't know if that's the story you were going to tell jonathan but i just those are the that stories you're... that i was yeah i was going to get into those one of those so I know, here I we landed know. right i already know i know everything about jonathan um, <laughs> no, you didn't though. You didn't know he had dreadlocks. Look at no, that. No, good point. Really, nobody point. needs to know that. You can cut that out. In fact, um, it's not <laughs> um, only for our friends at Smartwell. Um, Megan, what's <laughs> what's what's a memorable experience that you have? I think it was probably Deer Creek, nineteen ninety five. It was the first time I had ever seen fish outside, and I camped there too. And I had been to Deer Creek the year before, I think, to see the Grateful Dead. And I think I had. I know I saw them a few weeks later for the infamous fence crashing situation. But um, I think I had been there before. But you still get lost because it's like Deer Creek in 1995. And there's like no GPS. And nobody knows where they're going. And I remember my friend and I couldn't figure out where the campsite we wanted to be was. So we like followed some people and ended up meeting someone at a gas station. And he let us 
bring him back to his campsite. And we ended up setting up this like huge campsite. It was so fun. It was so like nineties with like drum circles everywhere. And like, you know, everybody walking like on mast for the show, you know, it was just very like wholesome. We had amazing weather. It was like warm, but not, you know, pouring rain. I felt like every Grateful Dead show that I've ever camped at, it was like absolutely pouring rain. I think all the shows I saw <laughs> in like the mid mid nineties, it just rained all the time. It was just, and then they would play like every rain song and you'd be like, okay, I get it. It's you get raining. To being in the Midwest going to Buckeye yeah. in 1994. Oh my God. Uh, that actually that I was there and I camped I there as well. <laughs> you were describing I, that night perfectly. So I knew it was the worst. There. It was like everybody there seemed to like get a memo that it was going to like pour rain and be intense. They had like ponchos and sweatshirts. My friend and I are in like a tank top and shorts, you know, and it was freezing when the rain came in and I had like a horrible experience in the porta potties at Buckeye Lake at that time. You know, you have to climb that huge hill and it was just, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I didn't so, go. I had a premonition. It was a good idea because it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Deer Creek night was magical. And it was just one of those like perfect summer nights. I had like met a boy and I got to have this concert with him and then go and sleep in his tent. And it was just like, I'm 18. Like the world is just perfect. So that was a good camping experience. I, I went to Deer Creek in 95 and, um, and we immediately got the hell out of Indiana after the show. You we did. just started going <laughs> just east. It's a strange, it's a strange state. Um, yep. do, is there is there a place where you all would be excited to camp to see a fish show? Limestone, Maine. I mean, I want to go to the gorge. I've never been. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be excited to camp there. I'd probably try to find some other way to do it, but <laughs> I think I it'd be awesome, to go to a festival. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have trouble getting excited about camping on the other side of the country unless I'm driving there because yeah. I rewind to the beginning where we mentioned the high maintenance and the roughing it and the things and the stuff. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to fly with my stuff. And- I know. Yeah, And the thing is, you really need, like, the only way that camping is good is if you have gear. Like, you need the, like, blow-up air mattress. You need the warm, smart wool clothes. You know, you need the good socks. You can't, like, not have stuff, you know? And I think the time that I've camped the most for fish was actually when I was in Europe because we couldn't afford hotel rooms and stuff. And so we would just sleep in, like, soccer fields and parking lots and on riverbanks. And we didn't even have tents. We just pulled up sleeping bags. But That's at so that age, it's mm-hmm. easier and you can get up off the ground after sleeping and, right. you know, be fine. Whereas at my age, yeah, the wrong bed will do it too. It will mess me yeah. up. So <laughs> anyways, I don't have my that's pillow. That old stuff. Yeah. I don't have my eye mask. I need all kinds of things now. Exactly. I do think <laughs> the gear is the most important thing, as you said, Megan. We, we go, um, I went to Floyd Fest last year. And we've gone to Festi down in, in Virginia and Delfest and others with our friends who are like, they have everything, you know, they, they have everything for cooking and cleaning and like separating things into different and all the warm clothes and the right beds and like, but it, it's a, it's, it's, it takes a lot of effort, you yeah. know, to get all that stuff together. Like we have a tent now and just that is like, man, it takes a lot, a lot. to put that in the car, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot to set up. The worst, it's actually not so bad to like set up and unpack. It's the putting it back in the stuff that's like really hard. So <laughs> it never gets that small again. You know, you're like, well, how did this stuff all fit in there? Yeah. Well, what, okay. What do you guys think that camping adds to fish shows? Like if, if, when's the last time, I guess at Deer Creek this year, they potentially had camping, definitely at Alpine. Like, do you think there there's anything about the the vibes in the shows that, you know, when people are kind of like living on site for a couple of days? I can tell you that it influences the um, aroma. Um, but <laughs> I, I think I'm sure it influences the vibe for the people who are camping. Let me put it that way. Like, if that's what you're doing, you're entrenched in the space and. You know, when we were when we were young and we were doing that or when you go to a festival now, you know, it's you're in it with this group. And then you see the people who show up in their car for the, with the day pass and you're like, you know, you know, they had a hot shower. You maybe had a hot shower, but you they had they had a hot shower and, you know, they're, they're not living the same life. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it it does create a vibe for sure. Yeah. It's like that community vibe, right? It makes you feel like you, yeah. And you have those, like you end up in a lot more conversations, like the late night conversations and you know, you're kind of like immersed in the world in a way that I think is special. I kind of miss doing that. I wish I wasn't so high maintenance. Yeah, exactly. Like there's less you're trying to get done. Yeah. I do think there was, um, at, at Festi, which was a, a festival that was started by the infamous string dusters. And, um, it's now it is, kind of different but it started off as that and man they would have these late night sessions by the fire where like you know several people from the string dusters and a bunch of other bands would come over and then like suddenly there's like 15 people playing bluegrass next to a campfire and like that's that's pretty hard to replicate you know yeah that's amazing that's amazing i think that's the stuff that was like the best about when you're on tour and you're just doing tour and you're camping a lot is that you are rolling up to places early. Right. And you have all that time to set up and you're hanging out and you're spending that time like by the fire and cooking and talking to people. It's, it's awesome. It's like extended lot. It's great. Yeah. You get thrown out of hotel rooms for cooking by the fire. Absolutely. Also also for the late night uh, bluegrass jams. Yeah. It's hard to do in a hotel. It's certainly less room and less kind for your neighbors. Um, all right. Well, maybe, maybe we've, maybe we've, we've done it. I think we've done it. Um, and thanks to Smart Wolf for, for sponsoring. I hope everyone enjoyed this. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these. So stay tuned and, uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Hey there, I'm Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians. 
everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks With Johnny, streaming everywhere now.